after a long hiatus, we are back with episode three. It's a late night episode, and I recently started reading Dopamine Nation, this book by this clinical psychologist, and she goes over how we experience pleasure and pain in the same areas of our brain, and they kind of work as a balance. So if you take, let's say, an opioid and experience a lot of pleasure, the balance will have to balance itself out to resume homeostasis, which is an organism's tendency to try to reach a psychological equilibrium. So it will enforce pain upon the body to bring the balance back to normal. And there's even this thing called opioid-induced hyperalgesia, which is basically when people who treat chronic pain with opioids actually end up developing pain in different parts of their body after extended opioid use. Really, really interesting stuff. On a different note, I have also been exercising, and it has done wonders. I wake up, or I, <laughs> at least I try to wake up, uh, at 9 a.m., and I go out for, after reading for a little bit, I'll go out for a 15-minute run, and then I'll exercise, do some, like, push-ups, pull-ups, all that good stuff. And it's just, you get that clarity at the beginning of your day, and you just find it, and it's just so relaxing. And at first, I was like, oh, if I feel good and if I'm relaxed, that's when I should take a break. But when I think about it, the thing about me is if I'm not going 100% all the time, I get really anxious and sometimes even depressed. So I've got to just go 100% all the time, just keep going, keep going. And if I stop or I like take a break or... Uh, anything like that that's not scheduled or isn't planned in or that I don't think I've earned, then I start to get anxious and start thinking too much and overthinking stuff. But right now, I've gotten back on that kind of keeping going as long as I can for a little bit. And man, it is the best. It is really the best. Like, I honestly have... I'd say about 300 books, probably more than that actually, probably like 350 that are just sitting in my room that I haven't read. And now that I'm reading through them, oh, it's the fucking best, dude. You, you got to read. You got to read. Just like even for just like 10 minutes, pick up a book and read or read a newspaper article. Newspapers are the best. Like Wall Street Journal is great. And... Just anything, just anything that is quality material. No junk food or entertainment news or anything like that. Just quality, good, maybe even some literature. And, oh, it's the shit, man. It's really the shit. I also noticed I'm swearing too much in my last two episodes, or more like the first episode. So I'm going to try to 
decrease the amount I swear in these episodes because it's not that I even want to keep it kid-friendly. It's just like a personal habit that I'd like to change because if you can express yourself in a different way than some that use profanity, like on the one hand, you don't want to censor yourself for the betterment of other people. Or, nah, that's not true. You don't want to go against who you are to make other people feel comfortable. But on the other hand, you don't want to just be an asshole. That's a swear. So, uh, very good. Starting off with a bang, you know? Starting off with an absolute bang. I have encountered people in the comments of, like, these clips from the Joker movie. Anybody saw it with Joaquin Phoenix? He did a fantastic job acting. And there's a scene where he <laughs> where he goes into a uh, oh no, he's on a subway and these Wall Street guys are like basically aggressively hitting on this woman to the point where they start like f like messing with her and throwing shit at her and he's just like he has a condition the character in the movie has a condition where by the way spoilers ahead i just want to get that out of the way spoilers but he has a condition where he laughs compulsively he can't stop it so he just starts laughing and the wall street guys are like you think something's funny asshole and then they start like like messing with him and looking down on him and they just start beating the shit out of him and they're just like assholes uh, I swear and basically they freaking he he has a gun with him and they're just like beating the crap out of him and then he shoots one of them and then they all get scared and then he shoots another guy and he's basically backing up from him and then the last guy is running, like sprinting away from the Joker, Joaquin Phoenix's character, and he just shoots him in the leg, runs out of the subway, tracks him down, and then shoots him in the head or someplace and kills him. And it's just like, I see some of these comments, and I know it's the internet, and people don't mean what they say some of the time, a lot of the time, a lot of the time, the majority probably. They're just like, oh, it was so cathartic seeing the Joker. Bad, bad people get bad things happen to them. It's just like, I, I think karma is not non-existent. I, I would like to ascribe some kind of order to the world where bad people have bad things happen to them and good people have good things happen to them. But I think it can all be explained by like probability and logic and this guy was doing this thing and that increased the probability that he would run into these problems because his actions have consequences and the negative consequences built up and built up. It's not like there's some deity out there or there's some karmic justice where he gets what he came for or gets what he deserves. I mean, you reap what you sow, but I think it's more logical than ascribing some grand universal order that can kind of dole out punishment and uh, rewards to people. But other than that, getting back to the Joker thing, they were like, oh, 
It was so great to see him just lay out some justice. And on the one hand, the first shot was self-defense. I don't think that the situation uh, that it needed lethal punishment. I think somebody, he could have just had like a, maybe a club or something and just hit him. But that aside, the first shot was self-defense. The second shot, the guy was just backing up from him. He was like almost running away from him. In the third shot, he literally chased the guy down through a subway and shot him. And the guy has, he's, he's a little bit messed up in the head, the Joker. And that's an understatement. And these people in the comments are just going, man, I can't believe. Yeah, these Wall Street guys are fucking terrible. Man, he got what he deserved, huh? People like that get what they deserve. It's, oh, I can't, I can't explain to you how good it feels for them to get that sort of justice. And it's just like, <laughs> Okay, trace their IP address. Trace their IP address. Keep tabs on them. Just like, uh, okay. I and also there's there's a bias in the comments where the most extreme and entertaining ones would get the most likes and they would be pushed up to the top. So I understand why those were the comments up the top, but still it's just like. Yeah, they got what they deserved. Oh, yeah. Just like, okay. All right, guys. Well, I'm checking out of this one. You know, I'm just going <laughs> to just going to shimmy on down. <laughs> I'm actually not even in the subway. I'm in an apartment, but I, I heard you down there through the, through the grate. And, uh, well, I'm not getting involved. How about that carpe diem, you know? So I've also been eating right, and I was blessed enough in my childhood to have parents who were especially thought healthy eating was especially important. So we would always just eat vegetables, and um, my mother is a vegan so we would eat lots of vegetables and fruits and i developed a love for vegetables and fruits but i also think like lean meats like chicken are very good sources of protein and vitamins and just getting that balance man so good treat your body right guys treat your body right you only got one you only got one and all those solutions like liposuction and surgery they all have a cost everything has a cost whether it's, oh, I want to watch this video, blah, blah, blah. You might encounter a little bit of anxiety or you might, it's opportunity cost where you could have been doing something better with that time or the video leads you down kind of a rabbit hole and that's the cost and that's just more stacking up opportunity cost and maybe your mind state gets a little bit changed. But everything has a cost whether it's monetary or chronological or just mental, psychological. But back to my original point, guess what? Healthy eating is the shit. 
you treat your body right and you only got one and those quick solutions like drugs or surgery always have costs your body can't just immediately solve a problem like that as much as change or we would like change or at least i would like change to happen incredibly quickly like oh i wish i could just have lots of money or oh i wish i could just have all the books real quick or oh i wish i could be in really good shape and and look fit that takes away why it's valuable these things are valuable because they take time and because it takes a lot of work to achieve them if they were just these quick easy manageable things then they wouldn't really have a lot of value and change as much as I would want it or a lot of the people I've talked to would want it to happen quickly it usually happens very slow and over time and usually when large changes are made uh, very very quickly they're done poorly and they have negative consequences like even the civil rights movement that took centuries and if we're talking about the 60s that took work from brave brave men in the 30s who would create i think maybe newspapers or publications that spoke of the liberation effort and the value of freedom it took work in the 40s and the 50s in the 60s it was kind of the culmination of centuries of work so you can't really say that change exploded i think people like martin luther king and malcolm x they led the change and because they were such great leaders especially martin luther king who led a peaceful revolt kind of or a peaceful protest he was able to turn the tide and that was just a culmination of centuries of work so change usually happens very slowly over time and i think that's probably a good thing if change happened very quickly then we wouldn't be able to get situated and like i said there'd probably be negative consequences like it's the same it's um not the same thing at all but there's also slow change from oil to electricity as a source of energy i think elon musk was being interviewed and he's in an interviewer asked him a question like if you had the ability to turn off all the or he he said if i had the ability to press a button and all the oil went away in the world i wouldn't and it's because it's built into everything you do like look around you is there anything plastic within your vicinity if you live in a developing economy or a developed economy there's a large chance that something plastic is in your room there's also a large chance that there's something glued or with adhesive near you there's also a massive chance that there are materials that have been created through the burning of fuel and that heat or that energy has been used to create those items or they're like look around at a table or anything like that that electricity even if it's electricity powered 
that electricity has come from the burning of coal or oil. So it's really deeply ingrained in our society, but the small change over time that will happen over the next century w might allow us to get closer to a more electrically powered and renewable energy powered world. But it's so deeply ingrained in our society now that change can't happen immediately. But at the end of the day, as long as we make progress towards the change we want to see in the world, and people, oh, people, I hear people say, be the change you want to see in the world, and that's true. You got to be the change you want to see in the world. You have control over your own actions. Um, there is a lot of stuff that's outside of your control, but it's good to just accept that and let it go. It's good to accept the things that are out of your control, understand that they exist, and understand that you don't have any sway, any control over those things. And you have control over what's inside. This was something, if you look into Nelson Mandela during his prison sentence, or Mahatma Gandhi, or any of these large civil rights or uh, humane leaders, they always talked about what's inside. Nobody control, can control what's inside. Nobody. They can lock you in a jail cell. They can take away all your property. They can torture you. But nobody can control what is going on inside you, inside your mind. That is in your control. So what's best in my belief is you have to use that control and enable yourself to strengthen, to be proud of yourself, to build a better image of yourself in your mind, and through that to control what you can and to act on your goals to make progress, to build towards a, the change you want to see in the world and to build towards the better you. So at the same time, you have to be accepting of what's out of your control. You also have to accept what's within you. Be proud of that. Build up that image and progress towards your goals, towards meaningful goals. I think there's a SMART framework, S-M-A-R-T. I think uh, it's a really good goal framework. Let me just look it up real quick. So basically, it has to be specific, it has to be measurable, so specific would be like setting with numbers and deadlines, measurable with like, num like numerically measurable, like I want to get up at 9am, I want to lift this much weight, I want to run for this long, I want to meditate for this long, I want to paint for this long. I want to paint this many paintings, attainable, so something realistic as well. So, and then time bound, so you have to give yourself a deadline. So specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time bound. And creating these goals and strengthening what's inside in order to bring what you want 
to the outside is important and using that smart goal framework I think is a good idea but it's really just making progress it's really just working towards and attaining what you want and I believe in you I think I can't is a psychology and that may be egotistical of me to say and that may be narcissistic I don't know but I think I can't is a mind state I can't do this I can't do that as long as it's in your realm of possibility you can as long as it's within the probabilistic sphere of your life you can do it you can do it and I believe in you and you got this so go ahead and create that better version of yourself while accepting what's within while accepting yourself you got this I believe in you that is the end of our third episode thank you so much for listening I can't express how much you listening means to me thank you all right have a good day or night goodbye